Polygamy, Polyandry, Concerns and Questions One of the things that really disturbed me in my research was discovering the real origins of polygamy and how Joseph Smith really practiced it. First bullet point. Joseph Smith was married to at least 34 women. Second bullet point. Polyandry. Of those 34 women, 11 of them were married women of other living men, among them being Apostle Orson Hyde, who was sent on his mission to dedicate Israel when Joseph secretly married his wife, Mirinda Hyde. Church historian Elder Marlon K. Jensen and unofficial apologists like Fair Mormon do not dispute the polyandry. Third bullet point. Out of the 34 women, 7 of them were teenage girls as young as 14 years old. Joseph was 37 years old when he married 14-year-old Helen Mark Kimball, 23 years his junior. Even by 19th century standards, this is pedophilia. Fourth bullet point. Among the women was a mother-daughter set and three sister sets. Several of these women included Joseph's own foster daughters. Some of the marriages to these women included promises by Joseph of eternal life to the girls and their families, threats of loss of salvation, and threats that he, Joseph, was going to be slain by an angel with a drawn sword if the girls didn't marry him. I have a real problem with this. This is Warren Jeff's territory. This is not the Joseph Smith I grew up learning about in the church and having a testimony of. This is not the Joseph Smith that I sang praise to the man to or taught others about two years in the mission field. A lot of members don't realize that there is a set of very specific and bizarre rules outlined in Doctrine and Covenants section 132, still in LDS canon despite President Hinckley publicly stating that polygamy is not doctrinal, on how polygamy is to be practiced. It's the kind of revelation you'd expect from the likes of Warren Jeffs to his LDS followers. The only form of polygamy permitted in DNC 132 is a union with a virgin after first giving the opportunity to the first wife to consent to the marriage. If the first wife doesn't consent, the husband is exempt and may still take an additional wife, but the first wife must at least have the opportunity to consent. In case the first wife doesn't consent, she will be destroyed. Also, the new wife must be a virgin before the marriage and be completely monogamous after the marriage, or she will be destroyed. Doctrine and Covenants section 132, verses 41 and 63. It is interesting that the only prerequisite that is mentioned for the man is that he must desire another wife. If any man espouse a virgin and desire to espouse another, it does not say that the man must get a specific revelation from the living prophet, although we assume today that this is what was meant. DNC 132 is unequivocal on the point that polygamy is permitted only to multiply and replenish the earth and bear the souls of men. This would be consistent with the Book of Mormon prohibition on polygamy except in the case where God commands it to raise up seed. Again, looking at how polygamy was actually practiced by Joseph Smith, Joseph married 11 women who were already married. Multiple husbands equals polyandry. These married women continued to live as husband and wife with their first husband after marrying Joseph. Joseph's polygamy also included unions with teenagers as young as 14 years old, unions without the knowledge or consent of the first wife, Emma, unions without the knowledge or consent of the husband in cases of polyandry, a union with Apostle Orson Hyde's wife while he was on a mission, Miranda Hyde, a union with a newlywed and pregnant woman, Zena Huntington, promises of salvation and exaltation for the girl's entire family, threats that Joseph would be slain by an angel with a drawn sword if they did not enter into the union, 
Zena Huntington, Almira Woodard Johnson, Mary Leitner. Threats of loss of salvation if the women didn't agree to the union with Joseph Smith. Dishonesty in public sermons. 1835 DNC 101 verse 4. Denials by Joseph Smith denying he was a polygamist. Joseph's destruction of the Nauvoo expositor that exposed his polygamy, in which printing press destruction started the chain of events that led to Joseph's death. Marriages to young girls. Living in Joseph's home as foster daughters. Lawrence sisters, Partridge sisters, Fanny Alger, Lucy Walker. Joseph's marriage to Fanny Alger was described by Oliver Cowdery as a dirty, nasty, filthy affair. Rough Stone Rolling, page 323. Joseph was practicing polygamy before the sealing authority was given, LDS historian Richard Bushman states, There is evidence that Joseph was a polygamist by 1835. Rough Stone Rolling, page 323. Plural marriages are rooted in the notion of sealing for both time and eternity. The sealing power was not restored until April 3, 1836, when Elijah appeared to Joseph in the Kirtland Temple and conferred the sealing keys upon him. So Joseph's marriage to Fanny Alger in 1833 was illegal under both the laws of the land and under any theory of divine authority. It was adultery. DNC 132 verse 63 very clearly states that the only purpose of polygamy is to multiply and replenish the earth and bear the souls of men. Why did Joseph marry women who were already married? These women were obviously not virgins, which violated DNC 132 verse 61. Zena Huntington had been married seven and a half months and was about six months pregnant with her first husband's baby at the time she married Joseph. Clearly, she didn't need any more help to bear the souls of men. Also, verse 63 states that if the new wives are with another man after the polygamous marriage, they will be destroyed. Eleven of Joseph's wives lived with their first husbands after marrying Joseph Smith. Most of them lived on to old age. Why weren't they destroyed? How about the consent of the first wife, which receives so much attention in DNC 132? Emma was unaware of most of Joseph's plural marriages, at least until after the fact, which violated DNC 132. I've been asked once by an LDS apologist if I would be okay with Joseph Smith's polygamy and polyandry if I received a witness that God really did command Joseph Smith to participate in these practices. The question is not if I would be okay with God commanding Joseph Smith to secretly steal other men's wives and to marry teenage girls barely out of puberty. The question is, do I believe that God did such a thing? The answer, based on comparing DNC 132 to what actually happened, along with my personal belief that there is no such thing as an insane polygamous God who demanded such sadistic, immoral, adulterous, despicable, and pedophilic behavior while threatening Joseph's life with one of his angels with a sword, is an emphatic and absolute no. The secrecy of the marriages and the private and public denials of Joseph Smith are not congruent with honest behavior. Emma was unaware of most of these marriages. The saints did not know what was going on behind the scenes as polygamy did not become common knowledge until 1852 when Brigham Young revealed it in Utah. Joseph Smith did everything he could to keep the practice in the dark. In fact, Joseph's desire to keep this part of his life secret is what ultimately contributed to his death when he ordered the destruction of the printing press, Nauvoo Expositor that dared expose his behavior in June 1844. This event initiated a chain of events that led to Carthage.
consider the following denial made by Joseph Smith to Latter-day Saints in Nauvoo in May 1844, a month before his death. What a thing it is for a man to be accused of committing adultery and having seven wives when I can only find one. I am the same man and as innocent as I was 14 years ago, and I could prove them all perjurers. History of the Church, Volume 6, Chapter 19, Page 411 It is a matter of historical fact that Joseph had secretly taken over 30 plural wives by May 1844 when he made the above denial that he was ever a polygamist. If you go to FamilySearch.org, an LDS-owned genealogy website, you can clearly see that Joseph Smith had many wives. The facts speak for themselves, from 100% LDS sources, that Joseph Smith was dishonest. The following 1835 edition of Doctrine and Covenants Revelations bans polygamy. 1835 Doctrine and Covenants, section 101, verse 4. Inasmuch as this Church of Christ has been reproached with the crime of fornication and polygamy, we declare that we believe that one man should have one wife and one woman, but one husband except in the case of death when either is at liberty to marry again. 1835 Doctrine and Covenants, section 13, verse 7. Thou shalt love thy wife with all thy heart, and shalt cleave unto her and none else. 1835 Doctrine and Covenants, section 65, verse 3. Wherefore it is lawful that he should have one wife, and they twain shall be one flesh, and all this that the earth might answer the end of its creation. Joseph Smith was already a polygamist when these revelations were introduced into the 1835 edition of the Doctrine and Covenants, and Joseph publicly taught that the doctrine of the church was monogamy. Joseph continued secretly marrying multiple women as these revelations slash scriptures remained in force. In an attempt to influence and abate public rumors of his secret polygamy, Joseph got 31 witnesses to sign an affidavit published in the LDS October 1, 1842 Times and Seasons, stating that Joseph did not practice polygamy, pointing to the above-mentioned DNC 104 verse 4 scripture, these witnesses claimed the following. We know of no other rule or system of marriage than the one published in the Book of Doctrine and Covenants. The problem with this affidavit is that it was signed by several people who were secret polygamists or who knew that Joseph was a polygamist at the time they signed the affidavit. In fact, Eliza R. Snow, one of the signers of this affidavit, was Joseph Smith's plural wife. Joseph and Eliza were married three months earlier on June 29, 1842. Two apostles and future prophets John Taylor and Wilford Woodruff were very aware of Joseph's polygamy behind the scenes when they signed. Another signer, Bishop Whitney, had personally married his daughter Sarah Ann Whitney to Joseph as a plural wife a few months earlier, on July 27, 1842. Whitney's wife and Sarah's mother Elizabeth, also a signer, witnessed the ceremony. What does it say about Joseph Smith and his character to include his plural wife and buddies who knew about his secret polygamy slash polyandry to lie and perjure in a sworn public affidavit that Joseph was not a polygamist? Now, does the fact that Joseph Smith practiced polygamy and polyandry while lying to Emma, the saints, and the world about it over the course of ten plus years prove that he was a false prophet? That the church is false? No, it doesn't. What it does prove, however, is that Joseph Smith's pattern of behavior or modus operandi for a period of at least 10 years of his adult life was to keep secrets, be deceptive, and be dishonest, both privately and publicly. 
It's when you take this snapshot of Joseph's character and start looking into the Book of Abraham, the Kinderhook Plates, the Book of Mormon, the multiple First Vision accounts, priesthood restoration, and so on, that you start to see a very disturbing pattern and picture. Visit cesletter.com to see an image depicting comparisons between Joseph Smith and Warren Jeffs. Caption, Warren Jeffs is more closely aligned to Joseph Smith Mormonism than the LDS churches. See cesletter.com for the many wives of Joseph Smith infographic.